Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in the sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer with sports talk, and a whole lot more. Show 199, Dave, May the 5th, 2022. Some people call it Cinco de Mayo. Some people call it something else. Uh, what do you call it, Dave? I call it the day after my wife's birthday. There so, you go. That's the proper, ha- the proper happy explanation. Birthday, happy birthday to my bride, Kaylee. Uh, we went out for, well, we, we always get together as families. So we were at her folks' um, house tonight for my wife's birthday supper, and it was nice. It was good to see everybody again. Does Kaylee get sick of the May the 4th be with you, Joe? Because I think it might be the worst thing that's been brought on humanity in the last 15 years. Roger that. And you can only imagine her being a high uh, a teacher her entire career. She's a pr- principal now, so she gets it a little bit less. But I didn't even Gives know. Gives a stink eye to the employees kind of deal. Yeah, I don't know if the employees or the kids, whatever. But uh hey, did you know May the fourth? Yeah, I yeah, um, yeah. I am aware. I am aware. It's, Dave, I, I understand that it May the fourth is May the fourth. I get it, but is there I haven't. I didn't. I never saw the reincarnation of Star Wars, like the the Jar Jar Binks and that stuff back in the early two thousands. I ne- I never once, not, or late nineties. I saw the first three, and that was it. Is there actually any kind of reference to May the Fourth, other than it's? It sounds like May the Fourth. Is that what? It, is that all it is? That's all it is. That's stupid. It, you know, it's 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 kind of punny, and I'm all about a good pun. I don't know if that's a good pun though. I don't think it is. I think it's quite uh, ridiculous. But anyways, and then Cinco de Mayo, um, that's another one. You have back-to-back days that don't mean a whole bunch to me. I'm not a, a, a cerveza, a Corona. I'll have a margarita now and then, I guess. But that's more of a Jimmy Buffett thing. I don't understand the Cinco de Mayo thing either. Like, it's just a bit. Isn't, that, a isn't that like a Mexican Independence Day? I think so. It's like July 1st for Canadians, July 4th for Americans, and May 5th for Mexicans. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that to be true, but that's what I believe is true. I guess, it's, know, a good, which is I guess it's a good bar day, I guess, something to do. Like the patio season's kind of coming around and have a margarita, whatever. 
Um, I've never been a, a, a celebrator of the Cinco de Mayo. Well, um, why would you be like north of the 49th? It's, it's really not a thing at all. Yeah. It's just another reason to try and grab an ass in the seat and sell them $2 tacos. Well, $2 tacos and a, and a margarita sometimes isn't a bad thing, but you could do that. Oh, on that a, that's an excellent you, thing. But you, I'd rather, you could do that in August if you really want it. To. It doesn't really have to be this day. Well, and I'd rather do it in Mexico than than, yeah. than at, at Pops Pub in Lethbridge here. There you go. I'm sure that was quite the... Takes away some of the authenticity of a Cinco de Mayo. Well, the, the old, during the old Pops Pub day, before we get into tonight's show, uh, when it was Isis Oasis Pub with the, with the palm tree in the middle... See, if they still had that, and if we were 20 years ago when Cinco de Mayo was a thing, maybe sitting around the palm tree having, having a margarita might not have been a bad thing. Let's Does Lethbridge have a good dive bar? Because this is Oasis was a dive bar. Yeah. The Oasis was good. We had a few good times there. Well, I guess you said, we'll, we'll talk about it off air, but we should find a dive bar. Yeah, make it I our love, own. I love dive bars. And make it our own, Dave. We'll make it our own somehow. Anyways, get into tonight's show a little bit. NHL playoffs are night four of the, of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And the first thing I know is the Leafs and uh, Tampa, we're not going to break down the who scored and who didn't and everything else. But the first thing I noticed on Monday night, Dave, when the Leafs were playing Tampa, Patrick Maroon and Corey Perry were on the ice late in the third period. Cal- uh, Toronto was up. 5-1, I believe the score was. And when those two hooligans, those two old grizzled bets were Stanley Cup champions, Perry's got an MVP, to a heart trophy to his name on his resume. Maroons won, I think, three cups in a row. Got two with Tampa, one with St. Louis. And they're on the ice. And I was like, uh-oh, this is going to be one of those. And the Leafs bit. They bit hard. They... When... You have the full momentum like the Leafs did. They played a fantastic game Monday night. I'm not saying that they're going to win, win, it, win the round because of it, but they played a fantastic game. Cooper put those two guys on the ice for one reason, one reason only, was to try to get momentum for game two, and it worked because the Leafs got pumped last night, and it just was a momentum carrier from what happened on Monday when Maroon and Perry started fights, won fights, Kicking ass, taking names, blah, 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 and suck the Leafs, the, the, the less experienced Leafs team in. Dave, if you were a coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs or whoever, do you pull your guys back, call a timeout at 5 1 and say, okay, shitheads, because hockey players are shitheads. Don't, don't bite. Don't grab on to what they're saying because we have the momentum right now. Yes, it's game one, but let's let's not poke the bear. Let's not poke the tiger. These guys know what they're doing. Let's just let, let them because it worked out really well for Tampa on Monday night. Skate away. Skate away. If it doesn't mean anything, it doesn't mean anything. And, and in a blowout win in game one, third period antics with five, ten minutes left in the game mean nothing. It's like anything. The... NHL playoffs are unlike any other beast. It's such every game has such swings of emotions and the series have swings of of emotion. And when you're riding high in emotion, don't do anything that might jeopardize the way you're going, right? Don't upset the apple cart. Don't give them a reason to hate you more. Let them, 
Just lay down. Let them lay down. They're going to try and start fights. Let them lay down. Like the, it's 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 a weak it's it's a weak move, and I remember doing it in, in tiny mite hockey and peewee hockey and whatever else. Like, I mean, I wouldn't recommend Jason Spetz or Austin Matthews or whoever does the old point the scoreboard things. They look at the scoreboard, but say, dude, we're at five one. I'm not getting involved in this. Don't get the other team any kind of momentum at all because a punch in the face. Hockey players, like I said, I was one of them at one point in my life. We're they're a, they're a different breed. And you give them anything to build on, they will. And they'll find a way to build on it. And, and getting a couple of fights going on and, you know, showing the belts and everything else. And and they, they maroon and Perry can say, oh, look how many Stanley, Cup, uh, Stanley Cups we have. Don't give in. And it carried on to game two because Tampa rolled over the Leafs like nothing. And don't let them get in your head. And when I say that, like, oh, look, I'll wait till next game. And now... In game two, instead of doing your role, you're now looking for those guys so you can get some re- retribution and show them up a little bit, as opposed to doing your thing. Like it, it's they're trying to get in your head, not to get you to fight, not to get you, just to get you thinking about something that you're supposed to be doing and that you did very well in game one. And Dave, it's crazy the way it happened because Simmons was on the ice in game one with the fights all started and was going on. And Simmons ended up taking two meathead penalties that cost Leafs big time early in, early in that game last night. Uh, not breaking down Leafs hockey at all here, but it's just funny the way that it worked out. Like what we're talking about is that Simmons took two shithead penalties that cost two power play goals, and he was on the ice. He was probably revved up from, from Monday night, and it, it, it worked out that way. Whereas you, you look at on the, uh, the Flames game on Tuesday night, there was some shenanigans going on, but Sutter kind of pulled the guys in, and some for some reason there was a Swedish guy fighting, which never happens. And Sutter just goes, "They'll never fight again." Like, don't worry about it. Like he was very deadpan as he always is. It was a one-off thing. They won't fight again. And it was just a, it, it was a, to me, it was a tale of coaching that, like with John Cooper in Tampa and Daryl Sutter with with, the, with with Calgary, it was coaching that said, "We're in control. We know what we're doing." And we're not going to screw this up. Season coaches with season players are are to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Like they know how to to look for every advantage in every situation in every game. And one of those things is handling the press. You know, like because you know you might not read your press clippings, but you know you're going to watch the highlights as a player, and especially. And if you're not, someone's going to DM you. Someone's going to reach out to you on social media and say, hey, here, like, you can't ignore it all. Someone's going to send you that shit. And then, and, and the, the, the better coaches know how to prepare their players for receiving that kind of information, processing that information, and turning it into a positive motivation on the ice. And the less so, Kind of pretend and just say, hey, guys, don't worry about that shit. So what happened tonight? There was a, uh, the Rangers and, and the and the uh, Penguins are playing tonight. And another season bet, Jeff Carter, multiple Stanley Cups, the whole bit. Part of that 2003 draft that was so amazing. Jeff Carter's borderline Hall of Fame guy, great player. Um, he threw a cheap shot on Elvis Shesterkin for the Rangers, the goaltender. And... The Rangers kind of went and said, like it was late in the game, the Rangers were up 5-1 or whatever it was. And late in the game, Carter gave a little cheap shot. The goalie was fine. Shesterkin dove a little bit. 
the Rangers went in, said, hey, don't. But they weren't throwing their gloves in the air and causing a ruckus. Carter tried to do something. And, you know, and, and a coach like Jerry Gallant, he said, don't. Like, just, just whisper in his ear, we'll get you. It's a long fucking series. It, it was it was it was so like I, I was talking about what we're gonna do on the show tonight. I was watching that. I said that's exactly what a coach should do: is just settle down the troops and say, "Okay, give them a tap on the laces. Say we'll, we will get you later on. I'm not gonna cause because we 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 just kicked your guys' ass. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of get, getting yourself riled up and giving your team a chance to to get some momentum that you don't deserve." It was a it was a perfect move by Gerard Gallant. You know, and then I can it just uh, back in the, the day when I was playing competitive soccer or a cheap shot or whatever, like instead of getting and in, in, in increasing the altercation to possibly have yellow and red cars get pulled out, it's just this turn around. I want to see your number. That's it. That's all yeah. you say. Like, and it was tough. Like, I got your number. Don't worry. We'll yeah. see. I'm going to see you five more, a hundred more shifts. In the next seven days, yeah. I got your number. I'll get you. So, yes. An old hockey coach of mine, he like he said the kind of same thing. You just said there, Rod Collins when I was at Notre Dame. He said it. Uh, he said, just because you punch a guy in the face doesn't make you tough. That doesn't make you tough. Hit a guy into the fifth fucking roll. I remember that a lot more because you get punched in the face fifty times a game. Speaking of getting hit into the fifth fucking row, that uh, was it. A Nashville guy that got fucking lit up or coming around the yeah. net. Yeah. Oh, I felt that it was 100% a clean hit. But yeah. holy cow, that was an old time hockey hit. And I feel bad. I liked it. All. It's been the playoffs. <laughs> have been, like, like, it's only four nights in day, but the NHL playoffs have been fantastic so far. Hard hitting. There's been some scraps. There's been some, it's been old time. The, like we said the other night, the first round of the NHL playoffs is fantastic. Uh, it's, it's just high energy. The teams all think they got a shot. It's been fantastic. Um, the one thing I noticed that tonight talking about the Rangers and Penguins, I don't have a horse in that, in that race or a dog in that fight whatsoever. I could care less. But the, when the shots got to 70 to 40, whatever it was, I was really hoping for the Rangers. It was kind of like uh, when the Russians changed uh, the, in Rocky 3 or Rocky 4, when the Russians started cheering for Rocky. I actually was like, Go Rangers, because that's just certain. Get his, he ended up with 79 saves, and they lost the game. Like, that is just like 79 saves and lose in triple overtime. That's got to be a kick in the pills. That is absolutely unreal. Especially when the kid that got the win is, like, on the depth chart when the season started. Third stringer. Like, well, now he's third stringer. He might have been fourth. He started tonight, yeah. Yeah. Like, Louis so, Domingue. Louis Deming and and you know that's that's a fun story that you like hearing in 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 the playoffs as well like unheralded like who would have thought but he turned out to be the hero and obviously not tonight no but, they got pumped a little bit but yeah he uh, apparently after the first overtime because he was he was still he wasn't in the game yet uh he had some Took advantage some, of the buffet. The buffet. He had some pork and like hot pork or smoked pork and uh, and broccoli. He says it wasn't very good, but he got through the game. And uh, no, the NHL playoffs, there's nothing like quite like the first round, the intensity of it all. And everybody's watching it because you're excited between fans and players and the media. It's, it's been great so far, four nights in. Uh, I'm not going to pick a Stanley Cup champion by any means tonight. 
But uh, man, oh man, it's been really good so far. It has been very entertaining hockey, and and it's there's no other playoff that I'd rather watch than than NHL hockey. Is it the hardest? Is it the hardest playoff to win? Without a doubt, and the reason and I don't I, think it's close. No, because there's no gimmies. There's no gimme series. Like you watch the NBA, there's sweeps all the time in the first and second round, all the time. In the NFL, in, in, in wild, wild card weekend, that wild card weekend with the expanded playoffs, all the underdog. I won't. I can't remember exactly, but I would say it was, was crazy. Yeah, there was a lot of routes, and like so, maybe we don't need expanded playoffs. Well, we do because we like more games, but we don't because there's clearly a reason some of these teams shouldn't be in the playoffs. In the yeah. NHL, you don't get that. A one versus eight means sweet. Fuck all in the NHL playoffs. Because it's it's the thing I like about in the NHL playoffs compared to the others, Dave, is that no matter what, how bad or how good you are, it's tough to beat any team four in a row. Like in uh-huh. the regular season or the play, it's it's tough. Eventually, eventually you, you get lucky, right? What's uh, there's an old saying for that? You got to be lucky to be good. Or no, good there was it was way better, even a gift or something. Something but a horse. I don't know. I I had it and I lost it, but it's okay. really good. I'll figure it out. But yeah, it's uh, no, it's been great. Uh, just hope it keeps going. I saw a funny meme today uh, that t- talking about the playoffs. We'll get get off this subject in a second here. That uh, for all Habs playoff games, beer is free. I fucking made that kind of made me laugh. I'm in the playoffs. So. Oh, um, all, speaking of the Habs, do you think Carey Price is done? I have no idea. I have no he, idea. He he came out and said he's not a number one guy anymore. He can't play more than 55 games. So it's a split duty. Man, oh, man, to pay 10 million bucks to split duty. I don't know, man. And then also, too, like, is that a warning shot across the bow for anybody signing a number one goalie for eight years for that money? Once like, again, we talk about it every show, like, every show. Because with him and I don't know Carey Price, I respect the hell out of him. He's he's such a a, a class act and and calm, cool cucumber. But he, <coughs> excuse me, but he is a different cat, and um, we don't know what he went through and going through all the the player assistance. What I don't know how to word it, but nonetheless. Yeah. Hockey isn't the most important thing in his life, which I can respect. A lot. But if it's not the most important thing in your life, why are we paying you more than any other goalie in the league? You know, it sounds a little bit cold, but at at the end of the day, it is a business. We're paying you to be a killer. We're paying you to do this. And if you want to be a goalie making top money, then maybe there has to be incentives. Like we're going to pay you $10 million a year, but then you must start 60 games a year. Yeah. There's that pressure. No matter what, especially yeah, like and, and obviously with injuries or whatever like that, if you're healthy to play, you have to play. You're playing, you're playing 80% of the games Yeah, because that's why we're paying you 10 million. Like, and if you want to play 40% of the games, fine. We'll pay you $4 million a year because uh, you're that good. 
60% of the games, you better get this many wins, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot. It's a and lot. And then what, what happens comes playoffs because you are playing 100% of the games in playoffs. You better be. Well, you have to, like, because yeah. that's once again, that's why we're, we're like, if you're an ace, if you're a cursor, we're paying you to pitch game seven. No, oh, no, I, I, I pitched twice already this season. No, you're game still going. Seven, it's how about a little effort? Like, because you don't get paid for the playoffs, but do you think that these contracts, we'll get off, we'll go to break here in a second, but do you, do you think that these contracts are made thinking, okay, we pay this guy X amount of dollars. Yes, he gets paid for his regular season's regular season performance. But I'm gonna get like for, like you said, Kershaw. I'm gonna get three playoff starts out of Kershaw. I'm getting twelve starts out of uh, out of Carey Price. I'm getting X amount of games in the playoffs because of this. Like we're we're projected to make the playoffs. This is how much I'm giving you to play. Do you think they they factor that in, or is that a or am I reaching a little bit? Um, no, it's, I don't know exactly about that, but like, like when we started this conversation, we talked about how the NHL playoffs is the only true playoffs where one can beat eight, any seed, like there's obviously going to be upsets that everybody's going to call upsets, but nothing's, I won't say nothing. It's very rare where it's a complete and utter shock where an upset happens on those you know, if you if, say you have carry price and it's just maintenance, okay, you want to play 40 games? I don't give a fuck. We'll, we'll qualify seven. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Come playoffs and we're all gearing towards it. This is when we're going to peak and this is where we're going to do it because as, just make the playoffs, chip in a chair. And if you can have all your big guns going at full blast, then you you have a legitimate chance more than yeah. any other more than any other provincial uh, professional sport, I believe. No, a hundred percent. No, it's uh, there. Uh, the Red Miles happening, and they got another thing going on in Calgary. They're they're all pumped up. They're down one nothing right now. Calgary's got a shot. Your Evans Oilers, you're gonna get a jersey on day before this is oh, all said and done. You will have a jersey on by uh, by June first. That's my prediction during the fourteen twenty podcast. You heard it here first on show 199. Dave Van Robes will be wearing an Oilers jersey once again before the 1st of June. When I was watching, I did watch uh, game one. Uh, well, no, I didn't get watch the whole thing. I watched the third period. And when Mike Smith did that stupid, stupid move to dumb. lose the game, do you know what I felt in my heart? Nothing. Nothing, Nothing eh? Absolutely nothing. There were we're divorced. Like I have no emotional attachment. I still actually kind of want them. I root for them, but from afar. See, I've never even been married, so I've never been divorced. I don't have any kids. But if Jesus, you, you being divorced from a hockey team, it's like being divorced from an ex-wife with a kid. Is it not? Like there's got to be something that still. <laughs> <clears throat> brings like, you in a little bit. Like, like that I, means, I, I that means you're a little bit distance. heartless. Oh, a little yeah. heartless, Dave. That like you're that distraught. Like if you let, let's just say for sake of conversation, this is kind of dragging on, but it's kind of funny. Let's just say that you and Kaylee got divorced. This is this is hypothetical fucking Thursday. You might you would 
always have feelings for her because you share a common thing, which is Jasper. Or are you that person? Is Jasper the Oilers to you? <coughs> Absolutely not. And that's a or no, 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 not the Oilers. It's, it's, yeah. it's, ja- it's Jasper that Here. game seven win. It's Jasper that playoff <laughs> run that they went on. Here's, is that all that is to you? It kind yeah, of breaks but, my heart a little. No, but here's how it is. Here, like here's like I, I actually kind of thought about it and how I was going to talk about it. Like when that game happened, and <laughs> Michael, and Mike Smith did that stupid fucking stuff. Oh, it's terrible. And, uh, uh, yeah, and is it like, seriously, fucking right? This is why we're divorced. You didn't, you didn't address the goalie problem. So I'm not, I'm not mad. I don't take glee. It's just like fuck. I am so glad I don't care. I am so glad I don't care. Really? Really. But that blue jersey with the yellow, the, the orange yeah. is sexy as fuck. I love that jersey. Might I think your, it might be one on your front step on Father's Day. You keep, keep, keep that up. Oh, then we'll put it up. <laughs> I can re-gift it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it ain't coming Not up. Not with Van Robey's across the back, elbow to elbow. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four viewers, sports talk, NHL talk, and a whole lot more. Talk to you soon. 1420 Sports Podcast, four viewers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, Dave, as our friend from the uh, Fan of the Van podcast, Jim, he beat us to the punch today on this one. Uh, this morning, he did a, a podcast about uh, Ryan Tannehill, how he. Uh, doesn't want to be a mentor and doesn't think it's his job and everything else. It was actually, I got, I got reading about this a little bit more. Tannehill's the, the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. They drafted Malik Wills in the third round. He didn't like that. They, he was okay. He was unaware that they were going to be drafting a quarterback. So he was a little bit butthurt that they did draft a quarterback and he did set reach out and say, Hey, I think welcome to the club and everything else. But Tannehill was, was, is the is the right word underquoted in the papers that he said my job is to not be a mentor, and that's what what hit the headlines. But what he actually said was my job is to not be a mentor, but I will help where I can. Dave, for him to say I will not be a mentor is that today's elite athlete saying it's all about me and the brand, and I'm here for me, and that's it. Because man, you know what? Every time you go on the field, you should be a mentor trying to help your teammates, whether it be a quarterback who's on the bench, whether it be a left tackle. I guess I love left tackles. You love that left talk. Whether it be a backup goaltender. You know what? You, when you're on the team, you are basically in the short-term plans for that team. The rest of the team is long-term plans because you know what? The next guy is already there to replace you. Was Tannehill being a selfish athlete by saying it's not my job or was he just completely misquoted and probably should have just take a step back and we should just cool it? I don't know exactly how it uh, it uh, transpired, but I did see that that blew up the Twitter machine. Um, I saw it a bunch of times from a bunch of different sources. He's not wrong. Tannehill is not wrong. Uh, there's no sport more cutthroat than the NFL it's next it's a next man up league and that's just that's just the hard cold facts about it it's next man up 
I, in the NFL, like, especially as a quarterback, Tannehill has been around for a long time now, and, and he's made a lot of money. I would hope that he, he seems like a pretty decent dude. He got a really raw deal in, in, in Miami from the coaches that didn't know how to use him. And now he's in a place where he can, can succeed with a, a run, a great defense and a run heavy offense. Well, he said he, after that loss to Cincinnati, he had to go for therapy. It, it touched him up so much, like, which that, that's a lot, man. Like it's for, for well, he to, had a terrible game too. Yeah. For, so for, for a guy to, for a guy to come out and say, I went for therapy because of a loss. That means he cares. Um, it does which, mean he cares. That, and I think that's good. And I think a guy like that, like that, Jesus, man, that's a lot of pressure, man. You got, you got billions of dollars on your back and you, you, you lose a game and, and on and on and on. But I guess that's why you get paid what you do. And then your loyalty once again, because now it's, now it is becoming more business-like than anything. Your loyalty as a player, is it to the the franchise? Is it to the the the, the decal on your helmet? Or is it to yourself and self-reservation? And I gotta make as much money as I can because I never know when my career is gonna be over. I understand that mindset. That that's part of that's part of being an NFL player more probably more than any other sport as well, like the self-preservation mode and, and prolonging your career. I get that. But at the end of the day, in the NFL, there's so much work that has to be done off field, sitting down with the, the, the offensive coordinator, with the QB coach, going over things. Like, like a mentor, like, like are they asking him to take Malik out for dinner and, 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 like, and like go for Slurpees after games or, or something like that? I don't think they're asking to do that. I think you're going to become a natural mentor by just being in the room and helping explain the, the, the playbook. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that Malik is going to be an eager student as well, because he's first in the league. He's a third round pick. He's going to have to prove himself. Not yeah, it's not year. like he's a blue chipper. He's a third round. Exactly. Pick. Right. He's going to be eager to learn. And, and, and as long as uh, both uh, people, uh, Malik and Tannehill um, enter the room with professional attitudes. I think a mentorship's gonna happen. Like, like you and, learn and, and, and competition at your position in in any sport's a good thing. It pushes yeah. you to try to be better, no matter what sport you're playing. Whether you're a backup goaltender, like a backup goaltender, he knows he's the backup. But if he has a guy pushing him a little bit and picking his brain a little bit, and because a backup goaltender will watch a starting goaltender. And say, hey, you did this a little bit different. You could actually probably a starter will benefit from a good <laughs> a good student because mm-hmm. he'll, hey, well, we, we talked about this, but you did this. Like a, a, a quarterback's mind will know a quarterback's mind. A goaltender's mind will know a quarterback's mind or a goaltender. Sorry, it, it's just I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a good, a good relationship, Dave. I was when they were talking about Tannehill and. Uh, and this Malik Wills, I got thinking about the the first Super Bowl that Tom Brady won, and there wasn't a more disappointed person in the whole planet than Drew Bledsoe. I remember Brady was shaking his arms and saying, we did it, we did it, and Bledsoe was like, my career is fucking over. 
I don't recall that. I can totally understand. But I, I, you could just see like, I didn't do this. I got hurt. This snot nosed kid come in and they did it without me. I'm out. And I could, I, I, I picture it vividly in my head. Like you Google it and maybe I'm, I, I took a whole nother level to it, but that's what I remember seeing. Yeah. I'm not going to be smirch, uh, Drew Bledsoe. I don't, I oh, don't no. know, but uh, <laughs> whatever. It was the beginning of a legend. And, as far as this mentor, mentor, what's the opposite of a mentor? A pupil? No. Uh, if you're not a mentor, who do you, the mentee? Student. The student, the mentor and the student. In the NHL, I do know this, is that most teams, they'll, you share, like, I think they still share rooms. Yes. And they put and, and they put and until they put, you have X amount of X amount of games, correct. X amount of games of service time, you get your own room. Or you, you share rooms and if you're over three hundred games or four hundred games, yeah. Right. And they'll put the younger guys with the older guys. And there's, Which there's might be only three years difference, but yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot to be learned. And it, and it's once again different with the NFL because they fly in on Friday, Saturday, one, two nights in the hotel. And then you're back home. They don't have, there's no such thing as an extended roadie in the NFL. Yeah. Whereas in, in basketball and well, and, and I don't know about basketball. I do know in the NHL, they, they do pair rookies with guys that are a little bit more seasoned. Well, Sidney Crosby a, lived with Mary Lemieux. Well, right? that was in Pittsburgh. That's, but, that's, but, that's but a the, little bit different. The, but that does happen quite often where there are vets who take in the, the new guy a lot in the NHL. A lot. Yeah, they learn. Like, um, even when, um, what's his, that's from San Jose that played, that finished off Patrick Marlowe. Um, he lived with, like, he actually. He took Matthews a, in, in Toronto. Right. And then just living it. And there's a lot to be, there's a lot to be said because the NHL is more of a team game. Like, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're thinking about becoming a nurse, it's important for you to know not all nursing degrees are the same. Xavier University gives you the power of three. Choose from three start dates and three in-person learning sites to prepare as a holistic nurse, helping people improve health, wellness, and well-being. The 16-month accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing from Xavier, an exceptional degree that prepares exceptional nurses. Search Xavier ABSN. As a part, as, as you know what I'm saying, with interchangeable interchangeable parts and like a lot more close. It's not like offense and defense like the NFL. In the NHL, it's it's just more cohesive and when the unit works better. And there's a lot to be said about learning how to be a pro. Learning how I was to just gonna say that learning how to be a pro is probably shopping. harder than 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 being on the field. Because on no the field that, that'll, that'll take care of itself. Right. You, because like in call in college, especially in football, you have you you have the you have the mess hall, you have varsity, you have this, this, this. I eat here, 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 and here. 
Once in the football field, the hockey arena, I have a lot of money now. And now what am I supposed to do? You got to shop for your own food. You got to clean your own house. Yeah. You got to clean your own clothes. You got to do this. Awesome. You got to do that. You yeah. got to like, there's, there's learning. You got to find time. You got to eat right. You got to yeah. on the field. You still have your coaches. It's yeah. the off the field shit where you need someone like, I don't, I, I have a credit card with no limit on it. And what am I supposed to do now? And, and no regiment. You don't have that's a little bit one on one. Cause you have 20 hours. You have 20 hours in your day that I, this is all new to me, man. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. So maybe that's maybe something that Tannehill should, should have maybe said, Say, yeah, I'll help them off the field. Everything will be good. Because the coaches take care of shit on the field. It's yeah. it's the off the field shit that I think that a lot of these guys need mentorship with. It's uh I, who's that uh, Tony Dungy? He had this thing, and we'll get off, get off this right away. But he said the first thing that when they brought rookies into camp, he said, the first thing you guys gotta do is lose your friends because they're out, they're out for something, man. And a lot of these kids, that that would be that would be a tough thing to do. To say, yeah, things are different, man. I got a bank account now, and I got different friends and different teammates and everything else. So it's it'd be it'd be a, it, that I think that might be the toughest thing that kids go through. I talked with a guy. We'll talk about it on another show that he played junior hockey in Medicine Hat, and he lost his childhood friends because he was the big fish in the small pond, and he was playing in his hometown team, and that was the toughest thing for him. He went on to play pro pro hockey, made some money and everything else. And he said, but that was the toughest thing that I didn't know how to deal with that. Cause you have to have different friends. Right. Like I, like we can still hang and everything, but it ain't on my bankroll. Right. Like it's, yeah. no, no, I no, I haven't forgotten where I came from. No, I I'm not too big, but, but Hey, this is my job now. It's this different. is my job now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's just different. Anyways, no, Tannehill, like, but he was misquoted, but then you, you get deeper into it and you see how he probably could have worded it maybe a little bit differently. He's misquoted and everything else, but hey, I don't know. Anyways, 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer of sports talking a whole lot more. 1420 Sports Podcast. Jeez, I you think after 199 of these things, I get this right, Dave. Four beer of sports talking a whole lot more. Uh, Dave, I don't know if you saw it the other night because I know you have trouble with the, you don't have uh, the cable subscription, but you have the MLB app, but there's blackouts, la da 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 da. But I'm sure you saw it on Twitter. The kid after the judge home run got that baseball up in the stands. The Toronto Blue Jays fan, he was, he caught, he got the ball in up in the second or third deck it was. Judge hit a bomb. Uh, he put his hands up, he turned around, get right at the kid. The kid just collapsed in his arms and was crying and he was in hysterics. Dave, I can honestly say I would have cried a lot more than I did, but there was people around when I when I first saw that. That brought a tear to my eye, and that's what sport is all about. I thought that was one of the most heartfelt moments I have seen. It wasn't because it was a Yankee thing. It wasn't because I'm from Canada. I thought that that was one of the most heartfelt things at a sporting event that I've seen in a long, long time. It was nice. And when I saw it, I knew we were going to talk about it. And, and it was nice. But And then we were talking about, with, uh, with me following the Major League fights and fights in the stands and shit like that. And yeah. And because it's clickbait, it's clickbait, and it gets pushed out. And, and then you mentioned, I believe, what isn't the good of the game? What isn't the good things? 
get out there. And that's the first thing I thought about is our conversation. This was just the, the sports gods showing us that the good in the game can get out there and everybody can see it because I, I think this was obviously a lot more magnified because it was a, a judge home run in a visiting ballpark and the dad caught it. Well, it wasn't a dad. No, it wasn't. It was just some guy. It was just some guy. Just a dude. I wonder if he had a kid, but that's not important. The important thing is, is he did the right thing and knew that uh, the kid behind him was a Yankees fan wearing a judge t-shirt yeah and gave him the ball like without even without even thinking twice about it he put his hands up for half a second and yeah he he turned around showed everybody he caught it and like and then like there was no doubt he he had no remorse and that made that 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 kid is never going to forget that as long as he lives especially because like once now we have to capitalize that when I say we I mean the Yankees the Jays Major League Value Base blah 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 which isn't bad, but the dude that caught it and the kid that was given to it got to meet, got to go down to the dugout the next day. And it was it. awesome. The whole which thing is was good. just which awesome. It was good. great. The, the what, what I liked the most was that the guy, not just the kid, the, the guy got a lot of uh, a lot of like, hey, man, you're you're a good dude. God, that's good karma, man. I put it up on the uh, on the Twitter machine last night. Uh, have you ever caught a ball or a pocket of pro sporting event? And if so, did you keep it? Uh, 28% said, uh, yes, still have it. 24% said, yes, give it to a kid and 48% nope, but it will happen. Um, geez, I got one at a majorly at a Yankee game. I got one. I gave it to the kid. I got the ball back. Cause the mom said this ball means a lot more to you than my kids. He probably has 15 of the fucking things, but, uh, the way the guy went about it, how he was so quick to do it. That guy should like we're early in the year. Well, not early now, it's just May now. That guy should get sports fan of the year. Like that's like sports illustrated shit, man. Now see, like, and I'm and I'm much more cynical. I I like yes, he did the right thing. Yes, it was a great sports moment. But let's not put let's not fucking put him up for Pope just quite yet. Well, okay. being the Pope isn't a good thing right now. Well. The Pope being, there's a lot of things that aren't good things right now. There's a lot of jobs. Let, there's let, a lot of jobs. Let's I let's have. not let's not pump the Catholic Church right now. There, there's some okay, issues but, going but, on. Okay, but 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 nonetheless, you know, let's <laughs> let's just keep his tires at an even pressure. Not let's not yeah. get him overinflated. And and I don't know the fella. I don't know what he does. And and let's just say calm down when. We've come to a part in society right now when doing the right thing is now lauded and we want this to be the thing. He just, that's all right. that fucker did was the right thing. Right. And that's, that's right, all Dave. He did. That's, I never thought of it that way, and I should think that way. You shouldn't get a pat in the back for doing the right thing. And this guy did the right thing. Um, there, there, it, it's funny. I saw it, like, of, of course, the internet, they fuck things up. If you were a day late, Somebody did the thing in reverse where the Blue Jays fan took the ball away from the guy, from, from the kid and put his hands up. They, they, they played it in rewind. It looked like the most awful <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> it's that quite funny. Hilarious. It's quite funny. It looked like the most awful thing in the world. Where the Snatch kid's it like, and then raise your hands. kid's crying. <laughs> he's hugging the kid. Pulls the ball away from him and puts his hands in the air. 
Like he just fucked this kid over. <laughs> it was quite. It was quite humorous. I, we shouldn't laugh at the bad, but it was quite funny the way that, that whoever was smart enough to do that. It was, it was really quite good. Uh, yeah, just it, it. But there's something about a baseball. It was great. The uh, the whole thing was was done so well. And I thought the Jays handled it with class. They found the two people, uh, and they didn't make like they didn't interview the guy. And like it was just they showed him. They got a jersey from. Uh, I can't remember who plays left field for the uh, for the Jays. Doesn't much matter, but I thought the whole thing was done well. But you're right; you shouldn't get a pat in the back for for being being a nice guy. It's just it, it should just happen. It's okay to get a pat on the back, and like and that's yep. just it. Like I have no problem with the fact that he was recognized that him and the kid got a visit judge because it's a cool sports moment that yeah. happens by chance. And you know, I, I I have no issue with that whatsoever. But at the end of the day, he did the right thing, and 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 good for him. Do you, Dave? If 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 that's you, and if there's no kid behind you, do you hunt a kid down to give him a ball, or is like, okay, oh no, I'm get, not. Look, are you a are you a if you catch if if you get that ball, and you got a two by two by two because some field some you're in Oakland. At the Oakland Coliseum, where there's nine people in the fucking stands, you you get a home run ball. Are you finding a kid to, to give that ball to, or you put it in your pocket? It's it's going to be totally situational, uh, <laughs> depend because you know if I'm at that ball game, there's a ninety percent chance my son is sitting beside me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like taking my son completely out of the equation. If it's a visitor home run and I'm by myself, I, I'll throw that fucker back on the field. To lose oh, really? Game. You're that guy? Oh, yeah. Well, especially like if it's the ninth inning and it's the go-ahead run. It's the go-ahead, the winning home yeah, run. Yeah, if it's a big one. Yeah, if it's a big one, I'll throw it back. I'll throw it back. But if it's, uh, you know, in the fourth inning in a 7-2 romp, I'll put it in my pocket. I'm not going to go hunt a kid down. Like, I'm... Like I'm still a good guy. Like, what's the ra- gonna, uh, what's the radius of seating arrangement? Where if you're and because I've been multiple games by myself, I used to do it a lot when a few years back. Um, what's the radius of seats where you don't have to give it to a kid? Well, you never have to give it to a kid. Well, People you aren't beholden. You you should. And like, what's a kid? Like, if it's a sixteen-year-old? No. Uh, 12. Pre-pubescent. 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 Okay, pre-pubescent. Okay. Um, if they come to me and say, Mister, did you catch that ball? I go, yeah, you want to no, see it? They no, can't no, ask. No, but they don't ask. Mister, did you catch the ball? Can I see it? Yeah. And then like, uh, do you want to hold it? Yeah. Do you want it? Yeah. I'm the one that asked, do you want it? But if okay. they ask for it, do you understand the, yeah. the, the line I got there? you. I got you. 100%. Can I have that ball? Can I have that ball? Go. No. Fucking, yeah. Get out of here. Because he, he's probably ball. batting for us. He does his pocket anyways. Exactly, right? you little rug rat. You're going to be playing with the this. Yeah. No. So, I like, I'm, I'm not. I'll, I'll never. I'll, I won't look. Game souvenirs are game souvenirs are a funny thing, yeah. Dave. And if someone asks, I like absolutely not. No, no, no. Game souvenirs are a funny thing. This is a hundred years ago now, Dave. We'll get off this one, but uh, 
first time I ever gave a hockey stick away, I I thought this is pretty cool. I don't I I got in shit for giving sticks away because sticks are expensive, right? But anyways, it was a it was Christmas of 1992, and I was playing hockey in Bonneville, and some kid asked me, he goes, "Hey, can I have your stick?" Sure, man. Here, so I gave this kid my stick. And I said, this is pretty cool. He got me to sign it for him. So I was like, hey, man, this kid's going to probably put this on his mantle or up I on his wall or for whatever. That kid. If you're here listening to this podcast, whatever kid you are, and have a Brent Redlinski, Bonneville Pony, Pony oh, no, man. autograph. Did, this stick. thing didn't leave the fucking parking lot. So I got, <laughs> I got undressed, went out back, getting in my 86 LeBaron when I was driving back then. We had my suit and tie on. I was going for dinner afterwards. I saw that little prick playing with that fucking stick in the parking lot. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. That was supposed to go in your hall of fame. You know, that was my thought process. But I thought, <laughs> well, I was 18. I thought, yeah, it's kind of neat. You know, sign the stick, BR, blah, blah. And playing with in the parking lot. I'm like, what happened after that? I have no idea. But Probably I ended thought, up in a fire pit. Oh, guaranteed his dad was fucking rolling joints or whatever. <laughs> Fuck, who knows? Lighten it where this guy sucks. Can't we pay money to watch this guy play? But anyways. And when, when coach said, you don't be giving the fucking sticks away. You didn't even play tonight, Ridman. Oh, no, I played. I, I got lit up for five that night, but no. Yeah, it was funny. But uh, no, it was a funny little story. But no, getting a, getting a game ball or getting a souvenir from the stands, it's always a great thing. And when, they, when it happens, like you said, that you shouldn't get a, you should get a pat in the back for doing the right thing. The guy did, it was great. It was a great little moment. That kid was so, so happy. And the way he melted into that, that, uh, that's complete stranger's arm. And the way the, the stranger acted towards him, I thought, I thought it was fantastic. I think the, the, the sport, the sports world actually was, it, we were all at one in that moment for sure. Fans being real, enjoying the moment because the way that guy turned immediately to that kid. I, w- I would assume in the previous innings, like he was talking with the dad and his kid. Yeah. Just so, you know, I get one. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or just whatever. Just say, what do you do? Blah, 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 blah. Just being cordial, being fans. The opposite of fights in the stands. Yeah. What's happening uh, at Wrigley Field this week? There's a bunch of fat guys fighting. Ah, did you one? see that? Yo, oh, I thought of that Jesus. fight was in slow motion. Like, I can fight better than that. And I ain't a fighter. No, I no. would gladly if I ever got in a fight. I would if I need, fight if, one if, of those if, it, if there's a, if there's a situation where I need to get in a fight to save my life, I'm going to call those guys and get into it with them. Though that was bad fighting, Roger. Like honestly, they were like they were fucking tired from lifting their fist. This fucking when, when it, they were they went raining down blows. Gravity was just bringing it down. Oh, like, it was fucking, terrible. It was gravity was bringing it down like rain. Before God. you get in a fight, you got to do a, a, a checklist in your head. Okay, will I go to jail? Is this gonna gonna kick my ass? And yep, there's an internet. So th- if any of those three cross your mind, oh fight Christ, fight. don't fucking fight! Like really, at a sporting game. But yeah, it's stupid. So Anyways, stupid. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with sports not going to hold up. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with sports not going to hold up more. Dave, we are one-sixth, one-sixth into the Major League Baseball season. 
a lot has happened, lots going on. Uh, there's already one team that's definitely out of the playoffs. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds are three and 24, I think it is three and 25, whatever. It doesn't really much matter. But we'll do something, something a little bit new here. What's called fair or foul. I'll give a statement. What I think could happen. You call it fair or foul. Pretty simple. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at The Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at The Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. I understand. And then like the once proud red organization, like, and I see those things, Oof. they're not even trying. Like it's the organization's it's, not trying. The missed foul balls, like the, uh, giving away outs. Like it's just, they've, they've stopped trying in game 25 is yeah. bleak. Yeah, the, since the, the reds, the reds team, equals the Oakland A's fan base. But the fan base actually is trying because they said oh, we're not sorry. going. So, yeah, so the, does it equal the fan base? It equals the attendance, the Oakland yeah. A's attendance. attendance. The fan base actually, I'm proud of them. Yes. I, I'm proud of them. I, I, I agree. I worded it. And that's kind of yes. all my, I, that's on the fair foul thing. The, the Oakland A's are on here and the, and the Cincinnati Reds. But anyways, Dusty uh, Baker won his 2000th game this past week as a manager of the, the, uh, the Houston Astros fair foul dusty Baker and his 2000 wins is a hall of famer. Not as a manager. No fucking way. No, how no way foul foul. He gets cherry picked jobs. I think I've talked about this before. Um, the Cubs, the giants, the Nationals, the Astros, all good teams. Every and single the one good teams. And the Reds, I think he started with the Reds. And he seems like a good guy. And, and he's um has a good rapport with his players. But do you know what he hasn't done is won the big one. He just never wins the fucking big one. He, he doesn't have it. And I don't know what it is. Winning. And, and, and I don't know. I don't mind Dusty Baker. He gets, he gets fucking sweetheart jobs all over the place. The thing with Dusty, I, I like him as a manager, but I, I don't think being a manager for a long time. Yes, you get a lot of jobs, but that meant that means you lost a lot of jobs. Yes, you're always hired to be fired. I get that, but he's never won anything. To me, he's always been a, a peacekeeper, and he can never put his team over the hump. He's never won a championship. I, I, is, is he a Hall of Famer? Probably, but it, it's, it might be one of those good guy awards. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, in, in my in my personal opinion, no. I don't think he's ever improved a team. He's always been given a good team and never improved it. Dave Farrell, the Cincinnati Reds will beat the modern era record of 120 losses. Uh, that's uh, the 62 match said 120 losses. Uh, the three and 21 or three and 22. Uh, are they going to go 130, 140 losses? I think they will. Yes, I do. Because um, this is now the era in professional sports when teams decide to tank, they really fucking tank. Um, and I think the Reds are really fucking tanking. They're in a fairly decent division. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can see them taking. I can see them taking 125, 126 losses, no problem. That's a lot. That's a lot. It, it is. I think they'll they'll lose more games than any team wins this year for sure. Oh, I think that's a lock. That's a good good analogy. That's, I think that's a fucking lock. There's just right, no getting around that. On our baseball to, to get a, to, to get a hundred wins, I, I I said the Dodgers would win one fifty. One one five. Yeah, I said one. Yeah, I, I say the Reds lose more games than one one five easy. Jeez, that's a lot. And like, it's how, just like, how do you how do you go to a game as a Reds fan or a baseball fan? I mean, I I love the game, and if I lived in Cincinnati, it'd be tough to go knowing the outcome because yeah, you you, you can kind of guess on, on a baseball night if you picked uh, ten games, you probably get eight right. You probably would. Um, you wouldn't win any money because you, you, you get them wrong, you get them wrong. But if you go to a Reds game, you know your team loses. I mean, that's tough. How does to, that franchise sell the boxes and everything to the corporate environment? Like, hey, like, I don't know, man. yeah, like so now, you know, when the, when your team is good and whatever your firm may be, and who wants like, there's always demand for the ticket. Yeah, I'll take the tickets. I'll go to the box. I'll go to the box. I'll go to the box. How and do you sell advertising? I don't know. I don't know how you do this on a local level. Like you're just because you're not because Cincinnati, you're not getting any radio play because now the Bengals are the the, the the hot team in town. You're not getting any radio time. Yeah. Like, does anyone here? I got a hot bucket of shit. Anybody want to step in it? Yeah. No. No. Then just... I got to clean my fucking shoes. Right. Like, so now this is just like now I'm gonna take three hours out of my day. Like, yeah. All right. First question. Anybody want tickets to the suite tonight? Is it is the bar open? Is the bar is it free? Yeah, is it free? If I got spend, if I got my money, I'm not going. If I if I got to pay for parking, I could, I, yeah. If I got to pay for parking, I might as well use the fourteen twenty promo code and buy my own fucking ticket, get free parking. Yeah, I'll right? save twenty bucks. Yeah, and I'll save twenty bucks. Uh, fair or foul? Pete Rose will get in the Hall of Fame post humanously. Nope. Nope. You cannot put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame without putting Shoeless Joe Jackson in the Hall of Fame. <coughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson was never, he was like. He was never guilty. It's a shitty thing. He was, he was never guilty. There was never proven. It was like non-corroborated secondhand information. And he hit fucking 386 in the World Series that he was convicted of fixing. If Shulos Joe Jackson is not getting the Hall of Fame, they cannot, they will not put in Pete Rose. So I say no. 
Fair or foul, Dave, the Oakland A's will relocate within five years. Um, I believe they have a new stadium deal getting voted on or in the works. If the stadium deal passes, no. If not, they're not going to be playing in Oakland, Alameda in five years. Jeez. I find that so crazy, Dave. Like a team with that kind of history, one World Series, I mean, it's not the same thing, but a team that's competitive a lot and I mean, a movie after the fucking guys in, in, you know, in the last 20 years. I find that so crazy that a team that competitive and that good, like that good. I mean, they're Ricky Henderson for fuck's sakes. Their field is Ricky Henderson Field in Oakland, Alameda. Like, how? Like, how is it so fucking bad? I don't know. Like, it's, it's race- odd to me. Like, I, I've been there, like I said before in the show, I've been there a number of times. I it, It's not the best, but it's a baseball field. It's a major league baseball team. The fans are great, the ones that when they used to go. Now they're, they're, they're eking into, like, 150, 200 people a game. That's it. There's more staff than, than fans. It's 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 awful, and and it's it's the ownership reaping of what they sold, and I don't know with that TV money if they still make money. I I don't know because you're paying people, you got to maintain like they're like you still got to water that field, you got to play your your, your groundskeeper. Like I'd be if I worked there, I'd be much more happy being a member of the grounds crew than selling beer in the stands. Because that's make more money because they, they work on money. vendors work on tips, right? Because on, out in the field, that grass is going to grow and you're going to have to cut it. The lines need to get painted. The tarp needs to get pulled. Yeah. Um, if there it's, is it's no really, really sad. Sell, it's really, yeah. really sad. The way that it is. It, but, but, uh, but do I do uh, tip my hat to the Oakland A fans uh, for acting on mass and saying, fuck you, we're tired of this bullshit. We're tired of it. Uh, fair foul, Dave. Mike Trout and the Angels make the playoffs and win a couple of rounds. They're 17 and 10 right now, their first place in the American League West. Fair or foul? Fair making the playoffs. No chance. They're, uh, no, um, Fair making the playoffs, 50% chance of uh, ALCS, no chance of the World Series. Lots of New York Yankees. Uh, Joey Votto, proud Canadian. Uh, he's got put on the, the uh, uh, I think this is hokey. He got put on the COVID list. I don't, I think that that's kind of a stretch. Anyways, uh, Joey Votto is on the, the, uh, the COVID list right now, the three and 20 or three and 21 reds. Uh, fair foul. Joey Votto is traded by June. Big contract. 28 million. I think how many years left? Two. Uh, he does not. He does get traded. See, uh, Cincinnati eats 40%. Well, at least 40 at least, Jesus. Like, whatever. He's still a good guy. I don't know. He's like, there's some pop in the bat. And like, with two years, that's still a bit of fucking. That's a that's a lot of food left on the plate. Now, the thing with Bottle, do you think he's a? Uh, 
a problem of the problem because now he's used to lose because that uh, negativity breeds negativity. Yeah, but he tried what like wasn't he an NF MVP even or like he was yeah. always in the running? Like he's well, I think he won an MVP, yeah. Good player. And he's he's a, yeah, well, yeah, that helps. Like, yeah, that that does I help. Don't. But like he's a hell of a player. <laughs> like like we know we're talking about. And he's he has a good attitude. I I've always liked his attitude. And some some uh people in the press thought he was a bit saucy or too um too jagged. He's a bit edge. aggressive. Yeah. He is a bit aggressive, but I don't mind a bit aggressive. I don't think long- he's wrong. Right. But because he's he's true, like like yeah. you know, he he's He's consistent. He's not an ass kisser. And like, yeah. that's what I fucking hate. I hate ass kissers. No, I, I like Joey Votto. He'd be a good in pinstripes. Uh, anyway, and the last one, Dave, fair or foul, the Toronto Blue Jays will win a World Series before the New York Yankees. Oh, yeah. I just, just, just for. Yes. Yes. Toronto has a better team. Toronto has a younger team. Um, yes, the Yankees took two out of three, but uh, we'll see what happens a little bit later on because the Yankees are running hot. The Did Jays- you happen to see the John Boy Media, uh, Aaron Boone and last night's umpire? It was the most childish conversation between two people I've ever seen in my life. We'll put it up on the 1420 account and everything else, but it was, it was like, no, you are, you are, it's all it was. It was so ridiculous. Bad ump. It was a bad. It was a bad, bad umpiring on Judge. Pitches were low, and then boom, got he's six thrown. foot fucking seven. Like he's six foot seven. Lot. Yeah, it was funny. I did see that. Yeah, you yeah, spit my when, face. Yeah, but oh, whatever. Fuck. But it yeah, when you put, when you put a when you put a, a talk show host as general ma- as uh, the GM of a professional baseball team, what are you gonna get? Right? <laughs> talk show. He ain't Oprah fucking Winfrey or Ellen DeGeneres. Jesus. He was a color guy. The big difference. He had well, a so talk I, show host. Okay, well, like, like I'm not gonna fire. Uh, I'm not gonna hire fucking Dick Vermeil. Oh no, I uh, not like Ron McLean's a talk show host. Yeah, I'm not. Aaron gonna hire Boone's Ron. on a talk show. Host. I don't want Ron McLean coaching my fucking hockey team. Well, Ron McLean's not coaching a hockey team. Well, but like that's the same fucking job Aaron Boone just had. What was Aaron Boone doing before managing the, the Yankees? Uh, he was Sunday night color guy. Oh, okay. So A-Rod is now qualified. So he's so, A-Rod. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So A-Rod is now qualified. Yeah. You kind of got me there. You cocksucker. Anyways, whatever. Uh, Dave, fun show tonight. It's turned out uh, really well. We had a, a lot of laughs. We uh, mentioned some things, have a, a couple of collaborations we're uh, coming up with a uh, guy coming to stay at home. Thad listen to his show quite a bit. He's uh He's an Oilers guy. He's actually lived in Edmonton, moved down to South Dakota. He's got a podcast going on. Let's do it the other day for, I just caught on to it. He's going to get a hook up with him. Uh, show 200's on the horizon. We've got a lot going on. Dave, 200 of these fucking things we've done. 200 motherfucking shows. I can't even believe that. Because yeah. when we started, it was once a week and maybe like if we can make it work. And now it's, now it's a bit, now it's, now it's habitual. It's 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 eventual. Like, are you podcasting tonight? And you're like, well, of course yeah. I am. It's fucking Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah, she's like a full time fucking job now. But anyways, the fourteen twenty sports podcast for viewers, sports talking a whole lot more. Take care of each other, but more importantly, take care of yourself. So you need you around.
Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? I don't want to see Jim swinging any high pitches. Jim, get that song up. Put it before. Just play it tonight. Put it on our show tonight. Please. Just play it live. Just like do do your thing. Like, I should just play it. Just play a just song. Fuck, yeah, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to sing. You can hum. You just like, give us a rip. If it's copyright infringement, we'll pay the fines. How can you copyright your own copyright infringement on his own fucking piece of music? I think there's a thing, I don't know. Well then do it acoustic. There we go. Take care, Jerry. We'll talk to you again on show two hundred. Just a little too used to this loneliness that I feel Can't shake this weird little feeling that the world is coming to an end Not sure just what I can say Cause my melody is such a waste I wake it up on the floor I don't remember yesterday Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.